You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. You're listening to DolphinsTalk.com Daily, the most listened to daily Miami Dolphins podcast on the internet. Come on, Dolphins fans. Time to fins up. Good evening, Miami Dolphins fans. How are you today? And thank you for listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast on this Tuesday, June the 28th. And I am joined by our old friend, former NFL offensive lineman, also from the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Westwood Run, Westwood One NFL Radio, CBS Sports College Football, the Philadelphia Eagles preseason games analyst, NFL insider for Odyssey, and I think the third most famous graduate from Princeton behind Jeff Bezos and Michelle Obama, Ross Tucker. Ross, how you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I am doing great. That was quite the introduction. And I got to tell you, man, I love your intro. You got, you might have the best intro of any of the team podcasts that I've been on to get the Miami Vice music in there to get no, the, and I yeah. sing this, you know, I say this on my show, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. I love it, man. Best that, 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 the best that is Here's a funny story which you'll appreciate. We actually just updated that intro um, about last week because we had to take out all the images of Flores and Parker and the guys who are no longer here. So the song's the same, but we changed some of the images to get it more current with some of the current players on our team. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, Thank you so much for having me again. I'm a big fan of you and your Twitter account. And uh, I appreciate the support. I know you're a listener. And I'm glad oh, yeah. you're having me on because there's a lot of Dolphins fans that got all mad at me when I talked about my concerns about Tyree Kill's comments in his first podcast. I, look, I have no nothing but love for the Dolphins. But I'm always going to call it like I see it. And if people disagree, they can disagree. It's fun, but it's not like, I'm not like anti-Miami Dolphins at all. I know. I know. Um, I think we ha- a lot of it is fans of the Dolphins. The Dolphins, specifically Tua, gets knocked a lot in the national media. Some of it's fair, for sure. And I think there's a segment of it that's kind of unfair. So the fan base is very sensitive to any criticism of the Dolphins and especially Tua. But let's start right in with Tyreek Hill. I guess let's just start there. Big move for the Dolphins this offseason. Tyreek Hill's a big-time player, big-time wide receiver, game-changer type player which Miami hasn't had in many, many years, especially on offense. What did you think about the trade? What did you think about what Miami gave up and what Tyreek Hill brings to the Dolphins? Yeah, so in general, I think it's great that the Dolphins were super aggressive this offseason to try to give Tua every chance possible to show he's the guy. This is a... No excuse, put up or shut up here for Tua. 
which I think was a really good idea. Obviously, with it being his third year, you see that reflected in bringing in Teron Armstead to play left tackle. Obviously, Tyreek Hill was the big move. They gave up a lot. Like, let's not kid ourselves. They gave up a lot. But the flip side is they still have a quarterback on his rookie contract, and they want to try to take advantage of that. They, they want to try to utilize that with the money they're giving Tyreek Hill. Look, Mike, I'm 43 years old. He's the fastest football player I've ever seen, okay? He is the single fastest football player I've ever seen in my life. I think he's probably the most feared offensive skill position player in the NFL. I'm not saying he's a better player than Devontae Adams or whatever. I'm not saying he's a better player than Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying I think he puts incredible fear in the hearts of defenders, defensive coordinators. The thing that I think is so interesting about his fit in Miami is that a lot of the ways that I would utilize him would be similar to Jalen Waddle. So I, for one, am going to be fascinated to see how Mike McDaniel chooses to, to deploy both those guys on them for the crossing routes or the deep dig. You, you can't, you don't know which one they're going to feature. Um, and I'm hoping McDaniel uses him a lot like they, they use Debo Samuel in San Francisco. I would like to see Tyreek catch a lot of in-breaking routes and have an opportunity to take it a long, long way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with him and Waddle, it has a lot of fans of the Dolphins excited. You throw in Cedric Wilson, who they got from the Cowboys, with the tight end Mike Gusecki as well. And then the speed they added at running back this year with Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Sony Michelle. They just have just revamped this offense to what I think is more of a modern 2020-2022 NFL-style offense, which they haven't had in many years. And, for and yes, for the quarterback, it's uh, put up or shut up. We'll talk about him a little bit at the end. Tyreek Hill, you mentioned the podcast. I guess my only question is we've seen this in the NBA with Draymond Green, who has a podcast after games and stuff, having an active player – on a platform like that, somewhat of that stature too. Do you think it's wise if he has this podcast each week in season, or is this something that he should really think? Because we know it's going to make headlines. We know it's going to be news with whatever he says on that platform. Well, that's why, Mike, when I tweeted at Ross Tucker NFL and a, bent, a bunch of your Dolphins brethren got mad at me. <laughs> That it, that that it would be very very everything about it would be concerning to me, right? So, the fact that he has a podcast at all is concerning to me. It's not a good thing. Now we can debate how much of a negative it really is, how much of a distraction it really is, and I don't know that any of us will really know for sure until we see how it plays out this year. But the point is is you can't argue it's a positive for the Miami Dolphins winning football games this year that Tyreek Hill has this podcast. And I say that from a bunch of different perspectives. One is, 
I think it's great for Tyreek Hill. I think it's very smart for Tyreek Hill. But you don't start a podcast unless you are on some level thinking about what's going to happen after you're done playing. So I don't think that's a positive. And if he had just said, Mike, you know, Kansas City didn't want to pay me, so I wanted to go for the most money, and I went to Miami, I would have been totally fine with that. No problem whatsoever, Tyreek. I got you. But to say on the podcast that he wasn't happy in Kansas City, that's what concerned me. It's like, are are you kidding? You've got Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. You went to four straight AFC Championship games, two Super Bowls. You won one of them. You have Andy Reid as your head coach, and you set a career high for targets in a season, and you're not happy? Mike, what would scare the crap out of me as a Dolphins fan is how do we think he's going to be happy here with two as the quarterback, a first-year head coach, and a team that's unlikely to win at the same level as the Chiefs have been winning? That's what would scare the bejesus out of me. The guy wasn't happy in Kansas City. Now he's got bleep you money and the podcast, and he's downgrading in terms of quarterback, coach, and overall talent level of the team. I'm not going to lie. I'd be concerned. I'd be very, very – like, what's it going to be a week six if the Dolphins are three and three, doesn't get the ball that much? Now, Dolphins fans are saying, well, he never got any of the credit. Mahomes got all the credit. Now he'll get the credit. Really? You don't think Tyreek Hill ever got any of the credit? You think Tyreek Hill wanted out because he wasn't getting enough credit? I mean, Dolphins fans have convinced themselves it's just a credit thing, Mike. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think I'm a little concerned he's at the beginning of an a Antonio Brown type of uh, – type of situation. Let's hope that's not the case. I don't want that for him. No, no, I wouldn't want that for anybody. Absolutely not. Um, The offensive line, I want to get your perspective on this since you um, were an offensive lineman in the NFL. Miami's offensive line last year was absolutely dreadful on any level. They had Armstead at left tackle and Connor Williams, they pick up from the Cowboys. Armstead we know is great. Connor Williams um, was a left tackle in college and in the NFL he moved to guard. From all reports and from what he has said in the media, Connor Williams is going to be the Miami Dolphins' center this year. So what are your thoughts on moving from guard to center? How tough of a move is that? Also, Miami's going to this inside zone, outside zone blocking scheme, which they haven't played before. And from all reports, they say it's an offensive lineman-friendly scheme. What are your thoughts on that zone scheme and Connor Williams moving to center? I think Armstead is stud. I think Armstead is a great fit for his own scheme. His only issue has been staying healthy and being able to play all 16 games. But I like that signing quite a bit. Connor Williams, everything about that's interesting to me. Uh, I was not a huge fan when he was with the Cowboys. I thought Connor McGovern probably would have been a better player than him. Williams, I felt like, was penalty prone. Um, I do think he's a pretty good athlete. 
And I do think guys that can move and run are good fits for the zone scheme. They say inside, outside. It's mainly outside. It's mainly guys yeah. they want to be able to, to, to run. So I, I like Connor Williams more in that scheme than I did in Dallas. Switching the center, though, for a guy that's never done it, that's not that easy. Now, he's got a lot of experience as an NFL starter, so that will help. And I'm sure they'll see how, you know, it's gone this spring and in training camp. And I'm sure he's working quite a bit on it. That is a very interesting move to give a guy pretty darn good money like they did to switch teams and switch positions. I'm fascinated to see how that thing works out. It might be his best position. You know, he got overpowered at times at guard. I think he's smart. I think he's agile. It might end up being a great thing. We'll have to see. Jury's out on that one. Yeah, for sure. And sort of last topic I want to touch on here is with Tua, which we sort of touched on earlier. It's year three for him, a couple years off the hip injury now. He seems, just from the pictures, he looks stronger and looks like he's put on some more muscle but I think the real issue is, A, can he stay on the field and stay healthy, which I think obviously the offensive line is going to help at, and B, with these weapons, what do you think the, with the matches with him and Mike McDaniel? Because Mike McDaniel is an interesting guy being thrust into this role, coming sort of out of nowhere onto the national scene. What do you think that marriage is going to be like and what this offense for Miami might look like? Really like it. First of all, I think McDaniel's a stud. Secondly, Think about some of the quarterbacks that the Shanahan system has had success with. I remember when Kyle and Mike first went to Washington. You know who they loved, Mike? You know who they absolutely loved? Matt Schaub. And I know people watching this are listening like, oh, my gosh, Matt Schaub. Go back and see the numbers Matt Schaub put up with the Houston Texans. They were a huge fan of Matt. Because he was very bright, very accurate, and he did what they asked him to do. Okay, and on some level, Garoppolo has done that the last couple of years. I think Tua is a perfect fit in that he's very accurate, and I think he's very smart, and I think he can put up Matt Schaub like numbers for the Miami Dolphins, which, trust me, McDaniel and all those guys would be absolutely thrilled about. And why not? I mean, Schaub was – Schaub put up some crazy numbers with the Texans, Mike. Yeah. Solid player. And I think for Miami this year, the goal is get into the playoffs. They've been knocking on the door the past two seasons. Get into the playoffs and hopefully make a little noise. And I think with all the weapons they put around this kid, if he can stay on the field, and I think he they have a chance to actually – meet that goal, and then once you're in, as we saw last year with the Bengals, anything can happen. So um, that's the goal. But, Ross, thank you for a few moments of your time tonight. Everyone, be sure to follow Ross Tucker on Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL, and also listen to the Ross Tucker podcast. I can vouch I'm a big fan. Ross used to get me on my way to work each morning when he was on Sirius XM NFL Radio. I still miss you over there. Makes the drive less fun, but I got the Ross Tucker NFL podcast, so that makes up for it. Ross, thank you so much for a few moments of your time. Mike, it is my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. 
Keep up the great work with the show, the Twitter handle. You do an unbelievable job. I love even the the skin you have for the show. No wonder you're killing it, man. I appreciate the kind words, Ross. Big fan. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Have a good. Yep. And we will talk to everyone on Wednesday night as myself and Big E, Ian Berger, uh, will be joined by a special guest as well. So everyone, thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you again after a while. Thank you for listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast. Be sure to visit DolphinsTalk.com every day for all of your latest Miami Dolphins news.